Hey, what's up, listener? You pressed play, and I'm so glad you did. Join us as we geek out about the official title for Batman's solo movie, the crazy backwards Doctor Strange trailer, which Marvel movie is the deadliest movie of all time, plus tons of Marvel on Netflix news involving The Punisher, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, and you're going to get our reviews of the season premieres of The Flash and Arrow on The CW, all in this episode of The Jump. Talking Nerd Weekly for Thursday, October 6th, 2016. Bro, do you even podcast? Who cares? A jock said that. It's the Talking Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Emma. What's up, listener? Thanks for joining the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And for uh, regular listeners, we're sans uh, the rug boy this time out. I, I think We're he, going back to our roots. We're going back to our roots, but of course- Who cares? A jock said that. You know, he's always here with us. Uh, I think rugs had a court date, uh, some sort of felony. I don't know. Uh, maybe I read that text wrong. I'm not sure. Uh, he's just going <laughs> to- with us. Okay. I think he said he's eating bologna is what he oh, said. Oh, not saw. a felony. It was baloney. He's eating a bologna sandwich. I, I thought he was, uh, he got That takes trouble. a while for him. Uh, and I wonder if there are, there's a uh, felty lawyers out there uh, to help out a felty in trouble. Anyways. Nobody knows what you're talking about yeah. if they were listening to this for the first time. And that, and if you are listening to this for the first time, listener, thanks for picking the Jock and Nerd podcast for your geektainment ear hole pleasure. Here's what we're going to do. This is our weekly Geek Fest where we've got a ton of comic book, TV, and movie-related news to go over. Uh, we're going to review the new episodes of Flash and Arrow, season premieres, season three, season five, respectively, and a bunch of comments from you, the listener, to share. I am so excited over here, Anthony. I am pitching a tent. Geek boner. Ugh. No, not a good, that's not a good, uh, not a good I mean, mental good, image. And, and, uh, no, not you, not you <laughs> pitching. No, actually not anybody. You're excited. Feel these nipples. Oh, you can cut glass right now. Look, before, before we, what is going on? Before we, the show is already off the rails. Terrific. Before we continue for the new listener, uh, I want to let you know that we are broadcasting from Chicago, Illinois. That's where the jock and nerd podcast makes its home. And, uh, even, the nerd that I am myself, I've noticed that last year, this year, around this time, something is happening in October for Chicago sports fans. Anthony, it's become Jocktober uh, in October. Suddenly, yes, it is. What? What? Why? Why are you excited? Well, if only if you're a fucking asshole, do you not know that the Cubs are in the playoffs okay, right now? All right, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> and with that in mind. That sometimes will take priority even over this show just because, what are we, this is 132? 130, uh, episode 132. I've probably been on 128, 129 of them. There's been 109 or 10 years or eight years, somewhere around there, that yep. the Cubs haven't won a World Series. Yeah. So if they're going to win it this year, I want to be a part of the ride. So I might Bro, do you miss, even podcast? Yeah, I might miss a show or two here or there if, if they conflict with uh, a Cubs game. Look, and uh, far be it for me for, from denying you your passion, and, and uh, I know how much this means to you. Of course, uh, everything's relative. But there's no problem. We have a, a bunch of friends uh, that can uh, uh, help out and... Maybe I'll fucking do it myself one time. I don't give a shit. But you, know, you can certainly do it by yourself. I don't. I don't. 
<laughs> there's n- there is no doubt in my mind you could talk the entire time. I think I could go right. back to all of our episodes and cut you out of all of them, and they would still be coherent episodes. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, that's surprising. But look, it starts tomorrow, right? The first tomorrow. game. First game is on Friday, October seventh. Right on. So go. We'll try to schedule around it, but sometimes you got to record a show, and sometimes a Cubs got to play a baseball game. Oh man, people look. People are excited. The buzz is evident, even to me as a guy who doesn't really give a fuck. Like I went to visit my buddy earlier today, and he had an awesome uh, the Bill Murray Cubs shirt. Have you seen that? Where he's no. got he's got it's Bill Murray. It's just white on a blue shirt, and he's got a backwards uh, baseball cap on and like black stuff under his eyes, like the black. Huh. Paint, but uh, it was, uh, and it didn't say Cubs, but I was like, that's like a Bill Murray Cubs shirt. It just, it made sense. So it was really cool. It's a great, very unique Cubs t shirt. Uh, so that's why we're going to have a bunch of substitute hosts. It's going to be fun this month. Uh, but don't worry, right? Well, unless now, the Cubs get eliminated really quickly. Well, and then in well, that case, I that, will be here. You think that, that's not going to happen, is it? Anything's possible in the playoffs. That's a good point. But like, you know, they're, every year it's been, uh, it's been getting, they've been getting farther and farther. Yeah, well, yeah, sort of. All right, whatever. <laughs> Fuck all. Enough. You're, listen, you're going to be up with up to your uh, balls in balls. So yeah, we're gonna, at least up to my balls. Enough with the fucking balls. I'm bored already. Let's get to the geek news. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Listener, uh, if you want to contact the show, be a part of the show. Send us like articles and stuff that caught your eye that maybe you want us to read and think about. Just Visit jockinerd.com slash contact. And there's all these ways you can interact. Facebook, Twitter, SpeakPipe. We have a Facebook group that's very active. And yeah, it, sometimes we you, we get stories from the Facebook group. Exactly. And a lot of these things you will find in our Facebook group. And it's kind of like the conversation continues. It's really fun. Uh, it's just another extension of the show. If you want to get involved, check it out. We're going to start with uh, our only bit of DCEU news uh, for this segment. Uh, Mr. Batfleck has finally uh, come out with his official solo Batman title uh, to the shock of no one, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, apparently this movie is going to be called Batman v. Deathstroke colon Deadpool ripped us off. Oh, shit. Mm. No, that's not what it is. It's just going to be called The Batman, which uh, that's cool. It's simple. No fucking colons. It's classic. I like it. Right? I like it. I like it because... Uh, if he's supposed to be this like mythical figure, like this urban legend, then right. he is the Batman. He's not just Batman, and that make that kind of alludes to that. So, and it, I love the, uh, the the callback to like the very beginning of Batman comic books. Like in the '30s, it was called the Batman. He was referred to as the Batman because he was this scary thing. But uh, Ben also says, uh, at least that's what we're going with right now. I might change it. That's about all I got now. We're working on the script. It's going well. He's really excited. So it could change, but I think he's like kind of uh, product testing this uh, title. See what people, how they react. I think it's great. Don't fucking change it. Just leave it the Batman. I agree. Because you had Batman and then you had Batman yeah. Begins. And now you, you had have the dark. Well, you've done Batman and you've done Dark Knight. I guess you could have maybe done Cape Crusader. Uh, that's a little cheesy. Son that's of one Gotham. Of his, <laughs> son of Gotham. Yeah. Man of Leather Cape. No, that doesn't work either. Man <laughs> of uh, nipples in the 90s. <laughs> uh, no, the Batman classic. Simple. Love it. Uh, moving on, let's get to some awesome MCU news. A uh, lot of fun stuff in Marvel and Marvel properties owned by other studios, not just Marvel Studios. Uh, that We've got another little Doctor Strange trailer that they tweeted out. It's a 
really trippy TV spot. I saw this. In that it's entirely backwards. In fact, it was awesome. Even in the tweet, the tweet was written backwards. The words were backwards. And it shows you uh, Strange battling the bad guy, Caselius or whatever, and it freezes. And then the thing reverses through, like, the origin to the beginning of just him being a surgeon. Uh, what'd you think? I thought that was fucking trippy as shit, and I loved it. I was watching, and I was like, is this how the movie's going to be? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, it's just them fucking around because it's Doctor Strange. And then I was like, this is actually pretty cool. Uh, and it's, it's clever. It's very clever. So this begs the question, Anthony. Does... The eye of Agamotto hold the time gem. The, the, the set designer guy has said, the costume guy said, there's a gem in there. Uh, we know where four of them are. The time gem is one of them that we don't know. We haven't seen yet. Is this what they're alluding to? If it is, it's fucking uh, brilliant. I have thought for a while that we would see a gem in this movie and that it would be within the eye of Agamotto. So let's say highly likely in my opinion. Oh, it'd be cool if like there was a part of the movie where he does like he discovers it by accident, you know, maybe in the climax and it reverses to, I don't know, and undoes everything. Uh, whatever they're doing, it's got my attention. I can't wait for fucking November 4th. Yeah. Remember, that's uh, less than a month away now. Yes. Right. Geek boner. On. Uh, yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, speaking of other MCU movies, this uh, next bit of news uh, is pretty funny and it's very interesting. They, this company... It's a financial services company site called Go Compare. They tallied the on-screen deaths depicted in Hollywood movies dating back from the 1940s, okay? Okay. And they've listed the top 10 movies with the biggest on-screen deaths. Guess which movie takes number one by a long shot? Well, I'm looking at the show notes, so I, I'm cheating right now. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, shit. Leads the list of deadliest films with a astounding total of eighty three thousand eight hundred and seventy one on screen deaths. <laughs> who who would have known a Marvel <laughs> film? And people say Marvel people, Marvel films they don't kill anybody, right? They say nobody dies. Marvel's playing it safe. Uh, they say it may not be a hundred percent definitive, but with a number that the next one is uh, Dracula Untold from twenty fourteen. 5,687 deaths. So quite a disparity. And, you know, in defense. Where were all these deaths in, oh, in like in Guardians? Uh, planet? I would think a planet. Own okay, so largely owed to the Nova Corps pilots sacrificed during the climactic battle. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I didn't think it was that many. I guess that's a, that's a huge ship, though. Think so. of that net. Each of yeah. those little points was there's a fucking person. There's a dude in there. Man, that's crazy. So the uh, and then where's the DC movies aren't even in the top ten? Uh, the Avengers is like a, the number ten at one thousand one hundred nineteen. So huh. Huh, there you go, DC fucking fanboys. There's your there's your redemption. There's redemption. Marvel <laughs> does get after it. Oh, they shit. kill a bunch of fucking people. Okay, let's move on to some exciting news on the X movie front from Fox yesterday. I think Hugh Jackman had tweeted or posted something that said. I got a lot of big news coming for Wolverine 3, and he certainly did. Here's what we found out. We find out the name of the movie. Now, remember we thought we were discussing uh, it would be Weapon X or Wolverine colon Weapon X. They went even more obscure. It's just called Logan. 
I mean, that's not obscure to a comic book fan. It's not, but think about this from just your X-Men. I guess at this point, if you have been yeah, just you watching the X-Men movies, you know, fuck, I think everybody does know Logan. His name's Logan, yeah. yeah. And uh, there was this huge poster that went up uh, in New York, I guess. It's a it's a really quite a cool poster. I like that poster. Yeah. I do like that poster. It's Wolverine's hand with his claws extended, and there's a little kid's hand holding his hand like a, a, a like he's his father, his mentor. You're, it's not your typical poster. It's very simple, but yeah. it says a lot. And I, I like that, you know, it's it's the dichotomy of this rough hand that's you know the veins are popping out and he's got claws coming out of it so it's a weathered hand this cuts been and shit battle, on there yeah but then then you got a little kid holding it just a kid with yeah it's great so that kid of course we're all thinking this is going to be x23 which is uh was largely the rumor of this movie that kind of does old man logan possibly taking place in 2042 james mangold the director also uh tweeted out a picture of the script uh, uh and right on top it says fuck so I think it's going to be an R-rated movie. Like this is that it is. They're, they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they all, we already movie. discussed that. It's definitely going in, into its R-rated movie, but this is, uh, this is what's interesting is what it says in the script, how it describes the movie's approach to violence, calling out the hyper choreographed gravity defying city block, destroying CG fuckathon of other action films. The script declares that Logan's characters will get hurt and die from anything rather than having destruction rain down around them. While they escape unstayed. That's a fucking shot across the bow there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they needed to, to have a, a shot like right? that. They could have just made the movie how they're going to make it and not... Uh, why are you calling attention? Shot? Why yeah. are you calling attention? But man, this... I mean, literally, and the funny thing is that like, yeah, people point to the Marvel Studios doing a lot of this, but if I'm not mistaken... The last X-Men film we saw was Apocalypse, and that was basically what they're talking about right now. Ah, Hyper choreographed, yeah. gravity defying, yeah. city block destroying, yeah. CG fuckathon. That's exactly what Apocalypse was that doing was in his movie. That was the whole last half of the goddamn movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I don't know what they're, what the hell they're that was fucking, about. They're uh, digging it themselves. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. It's got to be hype though. We also got a picture, our first look at Patrick Sir Patrick Stewart. As Professor X, and he looks old why do, as why fuck. Why do we refer to him as Sir? Because he's knighted. You gotta fucking say, is that right, motherfucker? Oh, he's knighted. Sir. Yeah, that's why it would be Sir. That's uh, the only reason it. it's in here. He's he he's uh he like Sir Dakota Saunders. Remember our buddy Dakota? You never met him on the blabs. No, no. Uh he's also been knighted. He was a knight. He actually was. What does a that knight. mean when you're knighted? I, you know, I asked him like, if there's a ceremony and you have this title and. Uh, you get you ride around on horseback in armor know, and then I, joust. That's what I thought is like, they just give you a, a, a sword and a, a suit of armor. Be awesome. Here, you have to wear this now all the time or we take the title back. And you just oh, randomly shit. joust with people. <laughs> you have to just walk up to everyone and challenge. I you're, challenge you're, you to a duel, sir. Your life immediately becomes like medieval times. I thought there was some kind of like private, like maybe like a sex club you can get into now. <laughs> Something fun. I don't know. Yeah, It's a different kind of night <laughs> now. Lame. It's not as fun. But uh, to this photo of him, this is Professor X like in the future. Like, uh, and he looks old as fuck. So uh, he looks old as shit. Right. <laughs> this, but then again, he was old. I don't know. How, like when they're like, he's in the future. Yeah. I'm like, how much older, how much older can he get? He right? seemed like he was like 80 in, in the X-Men movies. He's always been really old. Yeah. Uh, so this movie's coming out 2017. Uh, again, they mention Mr. Sinister being part of this thing to create X-23, uh, which would make a lot of sense after the end of Apocalypse, where they kind of introduced uh, the Mr. Sinister. 
they'd introduce Essex Corp. Essex yeah. Corp, right. Or Nathaniel Essex, somewhere around those and, lines. And Logan will be the ninth time that Jackman has played Wolverine on the big screen. Huh. That's pretty impressive. Uh, for one guy, one role, how do you, man, how are they ever going to replace him? I don't know. Well, they'll get a guy that's maybe shorter. Yeah. Actually, shorter, Wolverine's height. Stockier. Jackman has made it his role. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate that unless there's some sort of epic deal, we'll never see Jackman interact with like Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans or anything like Again, that. Again, we said, you know, you show up with the right number on a piece of paper. Uh, why not? I can jump back into Maybe. it. I'll do this Marvel movie. I bet he wants to do a Marvel movie. I don't know if he can do it as Wolverine, though. That's yeah. my, what mm, I'm getting at. Mm. Well, we'll see. March uh, next year. Uh, Will Logan comes out, and then I was wrong. There is another bit of DCEU EU news. It's about Suicide Squad. And remember how Director Air was like, That's my movie. There's no other cut. There's no director's cut. This is it. <laughs> well, there's going to be an extended cut of the movie, which I guess. How surprising. Yeah, it's not surprising at all. Uh, something that uh, Rugboy tweeted, I thought he put it perfectly. He goes, Well, I'll be damned. There's going to be an uncircumcised version of Suicide Squad. After all, terrific <laughs> uncut. I, look, you know what? We heard, uh, I remember we heard there's like six or seven movies. Put all fucking 12 cuts on the fucking Blu ray, put all the different <laughs> versions. Give me everything. Yeah, about that. <laughs> uh, this being Ayers' final version. That's funny. Do you, uh, I'm kind of, I want to see all the Joker stuff though. And if I'm, there's a trailer they put out and you kind of see more of Harley Quinn and her backstory, maybe I would, I would, I'm going to check it out. I want to see the more of the Joker stuff. Yeah. If anything, I think between the two DCEU films that came out recently, Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad, I, not that I'm excited for the extra footage from either, but if I had to pick, I'd pick Suicide Squad just because Suicide Squad, it seemed like, was just mangled by the fucking studio. Yeah. While Batman v Superman was just mangled by a hack director. I mean, you're kind of right. Like, this movie was mangled by outside forces. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what was the original director's right. thing that you saw? Show that to me. Uh, is this a trend now? Is this, should we just expect this for every fucking oh, DCEU yeah. movie moving forward? I'd say every, every blockbuster film moving forward, especially if it does poorly in terms of the commercial, not the commercial, but the, uh, the critical ratings like Rotten Tomatoes or on, you know, those sites, I think they're going to be like, Oh wait, we, we got more. We got more this. It was actually a good film. Just give us another chance and I mean, buy this. It's just interesting that, you know, Marvel really has, uh, yet any need to do this. They don't, you know, they put out the same movie, but lots of bonus extra. Yeah, shit. They'll, they'll do bonus stuff and they'll do uh, documentaries um, behind the scenes. Yeah, stuff, features. One, one shots. The one shots are great. I prefer the only film I can think of offhand and I don't own all the Blu-rays, so I might be wrong. But the only one I can think of offhand that has like an extended cut yeah. is incredible Hulk. And they just add the scene where he's in Antarctica about oh, to kill himself. Oh, that's interesting. That's in the beginning. And that was very pre Iron Man. Yeah. That one though, that was Iron Man. That was right after. Oh, Iron that was Man. the one after, right, right. But yep. early, early, early in there, trying to Studios. figure out what the fuck we're doing. Right. Uh, so again, I mean the 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 BVS Ultimate Edition Blu-ray sold a shit ton. So they're they're like, all right, let's I'm sure this will sell a yeah, lot too. Right. They're like, let's just do, do this with every movie. Uh last bit of movie related news, not comic book, but another awesome fucking franchise. Anthony, did you see this War for Planet of the Apes teaser? 
I did. It's. I don't know why you're so excited. It was just a teaser I, for, but, and, it, using audio from the last film. I know. I thought it was kind of cool, though. I love it. Was the, well done. Yeah, I thought it was. Well and done. I'll, I'll say I'm more excited for the fact that I forgot that this was coming out. Ah. And the the this Planet of the Apes series, the the first one, which was Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, right? Yeah. Or that was that the no. That was the set. Uh, that was the second one. Yeah. What was the fucking first one called? Uh, wasn't it like what? Uh, Return? Revenge? No, get the fuck wasn't out! Wasn't it just Planet of the Apes? No, 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 it wasn't. All right, bye. it was. Look it up, goddammit! Well, I don't know. You're supposed to know. <laughs> you're right, the you're the Apes fan. Rise of the Planet rise, of the Apes. Yes. So starting with Rise, Rise was a surprisingly really good film, and fucking Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. When I saw that, I was like, this fucking thing. I don't know if it's just me, but. I thought that film was a fucking masterpiece. I, I look. This is why I'm excited. The performances by Circus yes. and and uh, uh, Toby Kebbell yes. as uh, Koba? fucking Koba. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, so this movie is really fucking but exciting. Th- that is kind of why I'm excited because this has become such a solid franchise that I can't wait for the next thing. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, granted, Planet of the Apes is a known commodity, but when they said they were remaking Planet of the Apes, especially after that, after the Burton movie, after the yeah, Tim Burton yeah, movie, yeah, is yeah. like. Eh, you're like nobody, so it, it what you know it had low expectations and it just went so far beyond. Uh, this is coming out July 14th, 2017. Next year, there's gonna be a bunch of fucking movies. I think there's like eight, seven, eight super comic book movies, uh, plus stuff like this. Uh, it's gonna Were be you crazy. a Planet of the Apes fan? Uh, I, I Ever? Uh, just like casually, I remember watching the TV show reruns when I was a kid and like mm-hmm. watching the movies when I was a kid, and I and I got I got a kick out of it because the the people. Just, you know, the way the apes were. And it was, uh, it was just really fascinating. And I, and then I checked out the Burton movie cause I was a huge Tim Burton fan at the time, but then hearing like the problems he had going into it and what it came out. It, like, I just kind of forgot about it. And then when I saw rise, I was like, Oh shit, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. I remember watching planet of the apes as a kid and being really into it then. Like surprisingly, even though this film, these films were made in the seventies and eighties, did you get like all the uh, like the po- political shit and the the commentary and the? I was at like right at the cusp of getting it, ah. but like I appreciate those films even more now because they 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 all most of them have something to say politically, and it's all like allegories for African Americans in this country and all that stuff. I so mean, and you know, it's iconic Chuck Heston with the Statue of Liberty on the beach, yeah, like that's yeah, huge. That's ingrained. Who doesn't know that? Yeah. I mean, and, and just the makeup jobs at that time. Yeah. No, it was like, you didn't, yeah, you didn't see stuff like that, but. And now they're, I mean, they're pushing it this, you know, with the, the motion capture of apes and, you know, Andy Circus is killing it. The fact uh, that those are all fake fucking monkeys is astounding. Hey, I I take, um, I take, uh, I'm offended at what you just said. (laughs) You resemble that remark? Is that what you're talking about? No, (laughs) no. Fake monkeys. You said they're monkeys. I mean, they're apes. You know what I they're mean? They're apes. There's a difference. That's a difference. And uh, monkeys are, are they're both primates, but monkeys have tails. I, I was on the planet of the apes. I would be being strung up from the nearest tree right now. We're calling them yeah, monkeys. Yeah, you would be. Right? The monkey is the a tail. derogatory That's term right. for an the ape. Yeah, monkeys have tails. Monkeys are uh, um, usually a little smaller than apes. Are apes more intelligent overall? I think so. Apes have bigger craniums. But this is so what I heard about. This is the movie where Caesar becomes the Caesar that everybody looks up to and the big leader. Like, like what a great arc this character has had. Oh, Caesar's Caesar's arc has been amazing. So this, and, and this is a complete mocap uh, character. And it's so believable and real. And you just uh, you get all of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's I great. love Dawn of the yeah. Planet of the Apes. I'm real excited for this one. Well, you can see it the month after fucking Logan comes out, or a couple months after uh, Logan next summer. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let's move on to some TV news. Mostly Marvel on Netflix. Lots of things dropping this past week. I'm going to start with The Punisher. John Berthal as The Punisher. We have pictures of him filming, uh, more cast members, characters, and a release date. Oh, shit. Whoa. An actual confirmed release date. Okay, let's start with the photos. Again, just Jared. Always tends to get these scoops. I don't know who this Jared motherfucker is. It's definitely not the Is subway, the Jared. Subway? No, it's not him. Because unless he's running this from a prison, I don't think it's that, Jared. Uh, oh, shit. But just Jared gets these photos of a, a bearded John Bernthal walking the streets. He's got a hoodie. There's no really any kind of Punisher, you know, symbol or anything on him. Uh, so I saw this and I was confused. Like, I'm still kind of confused at what's filming. What's the order of things? I have some information. We might be able to sort this out. They also have a working title. Revealed, which is also a little surprising, Anthony. It's not going to be called The Punisher. Is that what working title means, right? They, uh, I don't know what that means. To be so, honest, working title on Netflix, crime. I don't. I, yeah, that's that. I just don't see that happening, right? It's would they just call it crime? I wonder. No, mm, I don't know. No. So, I will believe that when Netflix releases the show and I'm sitting in front of the TV and the credits roll and it, it says, says crime. crime. This might be like, you know how movies all sometimes have a fake title yeah. while in production? That's got to be this. Yeah. Uh, so maybe somebody spotted this on the set and it said crime. Characters appearing. We have some confirmation. There are pictures of uh, Karen Page sitting on a bench, Deborah Ann Wall with John Bernthal's Punisher. Nice. He's definitely in the show. Uh, and as when does this come out again? Sorry. Okay. So they have said, uh, they have confirmed a 2017 release. They haven't said when in 2017, because if that is the case, I think you're getting your wish, Anthony. Uh, we might be getting three superhero I shows think, from Netflix. Oh, I think the jock is getting his wish. I think what's going to happen uh, because well, hold on, and I'll tell you why. Because we have more release dates, and this is where everything fits in. But going back to the the characters, uh, they've confirmed that uh, Ben Barnes will be playing Frank Castle's ally Billy Russo, and this guy Ebon Moss Backrack is playing Micro. Yeah, do you know about those two characters? No, no, uh, I know Micro. Micro is his Micro is yeah, his supplier. Micro is his little uh, like uh, his tech Felicity guy. tech guy in the van. Yeah. Uh, you know, and because that's a cool team. Uh, Billy Russo. Who's Billy Russo? Is the villain that eventually becomes Jigsaw. Oh, oh shit. that's awesome. But I, it looks like what they're doing is he is going to be Frank Castle's friend to start and then eventually maybe evolve into Jigsaw. And, uh, and uh, a lady named Amber Rose Riva will play a pivotal role in law enforcement. Do you think we talked about this on our Facebook page a bit, a little bit? Is this Matt Delhauer kind of made it seem like he saw somewhere in an article that maybe uh, set in the past? I don't. I thought everything so far has been real time in the MCU. Yeah, I saw that and I was initially upset. But then now you telling me that Deborah Ann Wall. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures of them on set together. Yeah, there's no way this is in the past because Punisher Punisher's appearance in Daredevil. That was the first time he met Karen Page. So there's no way that they're shooting this. And they could, they might have flashbacks, yeah. which is normal for a Netflix show, but it's not going to be sent in the past. There's no way. No, there's fucking they, no way. They, they, yeah. Cause everything, this is the format. Everything's real time, right? Everything's real time. And 
to be honest, no one you put the Punisher, you got the Punisher to the point where he's actually the Punisher to go backwards right. and do a prequel. Who wants to see it's just who wants to see that? And that's that's just idiotic. That just kill momentum. You showed me the Punisher. Now give me the Punisher. Right. Uh so let's talk about the latest uh Marvel Netflix show that just dropped. Less than a week ago, of course. Well, this isn't our full review. No. This is just a little. Well, you know what? Dancing around it. Uh, this we're just gonna. I have some uh, fun news bits, and then later on the show, we'll give you our thoughts. I have some comments from our listeners. Well, we're, you're not getting our full. No, no. Yet. Well, just overall, maybe a little bit on the first episode, uh, and uh, but we will, of course, record a full in depth review of this awesome series because I have, have a you lot. Finished it? Yes, I, I. So have I. I watched it. I started it. Friday and I finished it on Sunday, late Sunday wow. night. I finished it yesterday, so it took me a little bit longer. All right, right on. So, and I think we need to give some people uh, some time to Wednesday. catch up. Uh, you know, and as far as our review show, you know, not everyone is a binger. Everyone's going to watch it right away, but definitely this month we will have an awesome review episode because I have so many thoughts. But here's some fun bits. Uh, apparently, when uh, Luke Cage dropped on Netflix, it caused it to crash. A little bit, like the next day or that night. Now, I didn't experience any of this. I was able to watch it fine, but I saw lots of reports that Netflix was down for people. It was down? Netflix actually tweeted uh, itself, Hi all, we are aware of streaming issues. We are working quickly to solve them. We will update you when they are resolved. This was on October 1st, 2.25 p.m. So, you know what? Uh, People are like, yeah, between the hours of 5 and 10, apparently, it was so fucking popular. It caused Netflix to crash. It also caused some white people to be racist on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Lame. <laughs> Which is always fun to share. That's always awesome it's when white people get racist always on Twitter. awesome. Uh, just some of the unbelievable, you know, you do, I didn't think this is going to happen, but I guess with Twitter, you do this is going to happen. The one that's been floating around is by this at Commander Lovely, who tweets, lack of white people in Luke Cage makes me uncomfortable. This show is racist. How is this on Netflix? <laughs> at Rocker Thompson tweeted, is it me or the new Netflix Luke Cage a little racist? Notice it's mostly black. Where's the diversity? That's uh, awesome. That's hilarious. I like how he's like, and his, hand, his, his handle is Liberals United. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. A liberal, what kind of liberal? I don't know. Uh, but All I have to say about these is social media is cool and awesome, <laughs> but it's also given a voice to the people that just need to shut the fuck up and keep their thoughts to themselves. So the best is uh showrunner Chiu Hadari Coker uh, responded to all this and he goes, we throw viewers into the deep end of the pool of black culture, but don't thrash relax. You'll float if you allow it. Like what a great way to uh, handle that. Uh, yeah. And then, a lot, of course, sweet Christmas, sweet Christmas. There's some racist people on Twitter. Well, look, racist people who think black uh, Luke Cage was too black. All you got to do is wait for Iron Fist, oh, which is the next one about a white billionaire who learns Kung Fu and is better at it than the people who taught him. That one should be right up your alley. That's right there. That's right up their alley. That's right up their alley. So Iron Fist News, they dropped a photo Danny Rand just like starting to take a punch. But more importantly, they gave us a release date. Uh, Iron Fist is premiering on Netflix March 17th, 2017. That, that's a little sooner than right? I so they, I think Daredevil season two was in April. They were doing April, November. Yeah. Then they moved up the November to September. And they've now moved up the April to March. Uh, like 
I, we were teasing earlier, Anthony, I think you get your wish. I could, I think what's going to happen, it's going to be Iron Fist, Punisher, Defenders. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when Defenders All in 2017. But if they're already filming Punisher, that would make sense that that's the next one after Iron Fist. I know that Defenders, I think, is scheduled to be only eight episodes. Ah. So with that in mind, maybe they can have enough time to film all of these things, which is my wish because I feel like the delay between these is too long. So check this out. I have more really uh, bits of information that could fill all that in. I'm sorry in a pitch a tent. Mike, right? Mike Coulter recently held a Facebook live chat to promote Luke Cage on Netflix. During the interview, uh, he's joined by motherfucking Finn Jones, who stars as Danny Rand. On Iron Fist, here's what we found out. Uh, Jones says he's shooting the finale of Iron Fist. And this video is the first time the two actors have ever met. Okay, that's important. Because it makes it clear Luke Cage does not make a guest appearance on Iron Fist. Or doesn't interact, right? Yeah. Coulter had another piece of information regarding Defenders. Talking about the schedules of an actor while trying to get the series done. He said, Jones won't receive any type of break because once he wraps Iron Fist, he'll move right into filming for the Defenders. Nice. So if they're filming, they're filming Iron Fist, they're finishing Iron Fist, they're starting Punisher or is those, I think those Punisher shots, is that Defenders or will they use some of that in Defenders? I think the Punisher, if I had to guess, it's Punisher. Yes, I think it's just Punisher because I don't think they were planning on the, having the Punisher in the, yeah. in the Defenders. I don't like how they, from the get go. I don't like how least. they slipped Luke Cage and Iron Fist based on uh, the popularity. It does say here Defenders will appears to start filming early 2017. So I think we're gonna get three fucking Marvel Netflix shows oh, yes. <laughs> next year in 2017 plus eight or nine comic book movies. Oh, and 200 motherfucking TV shows. Uh, this is going to be overload. And then 2018 gets even worse. Believe it or not, listener, 2018 has like 40 blockbuster movies coming out. Really? Yes. We'll go into that maybe next episode. I'll pull that up. There's, it's unbelievable. This huh. is crazy. There's a bubble that may or may not burst soon. I don't know. This can all be sustainable. But okay, last bit of news. In crazy comic book crossover news, uh, from the people that brought you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, slash Batman crossover, which was actually pretty good. It, was pre- it sounds silly. It was pretty fun. And then there's also going to be a He-Man and Thundercats crossover. Uh, check this one out. Tie in to our previous story. Green Lantern slash Planet of the Apes. Oh, shit. <laughs> from DC Comics and Boom Studios. I mean, it would make sense in the fact that it might the planet of the apes might just be an alternate planet that the Green Lantern universe is um, patrolling. So that I guess it could happen. This is so f- although although planet of the apes is technically Earth oh, in the future. Oh shit, that's a good point. So maybe they well, go. Maybe that to doesn't the make future. sense. It's so funny how we were just talking about Harambe Green Lantern and whether there was you know ape lanterns uh, in the in the in the canon. There's not a lot of details. About the story or the creative That is certainly, I mean, that is certainly almost a, uh, it's like, let's take one franchise, like a bunch of franchises, pick them out of the hat. All right, we'll pick out a DC character (laughs) out of the hat. All right, we're going to go Batman and Lucy. That one. (laughs) Yeah, these two. That's what it seems like, this this pairing. There has been, in the past, a Star Trek Green Lantern crossover, which makes a little bit more more sense. sense. Yeah, and then... We talked about the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah, I don't know. This is kind of fun. Uh, this is coming this is fun. February 
2017th Pick It Up at your local comic book shops uh, that there are more of this year than there were last year, as we found out last episode. All right, well, that's it for the news. Let's carry on. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey there, fellow podcast fans. Do you love comic books and especially Swamp Thing? Get out of the bayou. So do we. Come check out the Parlopod Show, the world's only podcast dedicated to the muck-encrusted mockery of a man himself, Swamp Thing. This is some serious arcane audio as we chat with comic book professionals, reviews, spoofs, talk about back issues. Everything swampy under the sun happens here. Give us a listen at Parlopod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podomatic, our YouTube channel, and we're on every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on PodcastRadioNetwork.net. Join your hosts, Dave and John, Parlapod.com. Let's go into the green. We'll see you in the swamps. The Fantastic Arts is your guide to the Fantastic Four from the beginning of the Marvel Age of Comics in 1961 onwards. Each week, Steve Lacey and Andy Leyland cover every issue, spin-off, guest appearance and cameo, and more. And in 2015, we begin our journey through the decade that tastes forgot, the 1970s. Join us as we take a look at... The departure of Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. The Kree Skrull War. The arrival of Marvel Team Up. Bill Murray as the Human Torch. Creators including Roy Thomas, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, Jerry Conway, Rich Buckler and John Byrne. And of course, Marvel 2-in-1. All this and more at ffcast.libsyn.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. The Fantastic Cast. Insert catchy tagline here. Wait, what? The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Listener, if you're having fun so far, if we've made you chuckle, if you like what you're hearing, you like the show, you subscribed, you may want to consider joining the Jock and Nerd fan club uh, over at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Uh, Anthony, we got tons of bonus audio ready to be digested. Like, Fuck yeah. Right? Lots of fun stuff. Full Instant episodes. reactions. Yeah, full episodes. Uh, Patreon exclusive episode. Post shows. Whole lot of fun shit. I mean, it's only a fucking dollar a month at the very least. That's all you get a fucking dollar. That's all it takes to get bonus geeky nerd. Uh, content from us. Jockinerd.com slash Patreon. And it's not like that money goes in our pockets. Yeah. I mean, it kind of does, but it actually goes towards keeping the show free and on the air. And so. keeps it, yeah, it helps us keep the show going and uh, maintenance costs and equipment and hosting. And you guys think that shit's free. <laughs> You guys get ownership. You will own it. We'll shout you out on the show. You get your name on our webpage. Whatever you want when you give us money. All right? Done. Jockadur.com slash Patreon. We are going to talk about the season three premiere of The Flash. Title Flashpoint. I got to issue this thing right here. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Ah, uh, good old rugs. Uh, yeah. Always with May us. he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. I hope you get out of that uh, felony court case. I don't know. I, I I picture rugs like uh, Riz Ahmed as uh, Nas in the night of all of a sudden uh, just <laughs> put in just jail. in the shower yeah. with a shank to his neck. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Smoking, I didn't see anything. He's smoking cotton crack, like melting down cotton and smoking it. <laughs> They're like, what did you see? <laughs> didn't see anything. <laughs> Nothing. Wow, he's I didn't see it. <laughs> really? Go play with some basketballs. That's what yeah. happened. He would say that in the yard and then just get a shiv up the fucking slack hole. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, we miss your rugs. Hope you make it back safe. Uh, okay, look. Anthony, Flash. <laughs> we were, how excited were we for Flashpoint for the return of Barry after he fucks up the timeline? How do you want to do this? You want to talk about the good and the bad? Uh, let's just talk about it and see where it goes. I mean, what did you think of the show? Overall, I I loved a lot of the Easter eggs, a lot of the callbacks, the way it kind of mirrored the season, the pilot. Uh, it had some good lines, some good dialogue, some funny shit. But ultimately, I feel a little gypped. I feel a little gypped. I feel like they See played it a little safe. They could have pushed it a little bit further. And it was just, uh, it was okay. You know, for a show, I know it's called The Flash, but man, they fucking ran through this really fast. I'll, I agree with you. I don't know if I feel as strongly about it being um, the negative side. I'll say, like, again, like you, um, good character performances. I really fucking enjoyed, like, the dynamic of Barry being in this new world where everyone is just a little bit different. Yeah. Because they have, because things have been changed. I like seeing Barry. I liked seeing Iris again. Man, Iris was fucking oh my God. hot this episode. She looked amazing. I was like, damn, was look at her. She looks great. Yeah. But I like when they get to play around with the characters and they get to, the characters are themselves, but a slightly altered a version of themselves. tweaked, yeah. So I really liked that. I enjoyed Kid Flash. Yeah. I enjoyed the rival, even though he looked cheesy as fuck in his costume. Yeah, I don't know about those spiky um, plastic things out of the side. Yeah. I mean, the, the original rival costume looks silly. He's wearing like a metal hat and he's got like a lightning bolt. But I do appreciate that. Like this is the original or uh, Jay Garrick reverse flash. Uh, and also rival. the fact that it's Edward Claris, like that's the same name. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's actually uh, the rival. Uh, I, I quite enjoyed learning about how these, how these characters are now just because of Barry being selfish and killing or not letting his mom die. I'll agree with you though. Man, this fucking episode flew through that part of the world real quick. I wanted to live in this world for at least two or three episodes. Okay, this is my point. I'm a little conflicted. By the end, I was like, and Flashpoint's over in one episode. Great. Well, I don't know if Flashpoint's necessarily over. Maybe Flashpoint continues now in this alternate timeline as we saw at the end. Things aren't exactly the same for Barry, even when he writes the ship. Yeah. So maybe Flashpoint's still lingering, but I really enjoyed this world and meeting the new characters like i enjoyed that fucking caitlin frost or caitlin snow was a fucking ophthalmologist <laughs> like like that was hilarious when she's like i'm a scientist i just kid i've been up she's, yeah she's like were you, were you was i just kidnapped and kid flash is like unclear yeah, that's great that was a great <laughs> line uh i loved also uh some of cisco's lights where he's oh, like Cisco was hilarious it's like a twister out there the movie not the game <laughs> he was hilarious. Him being a billionaire is genius. Like, that's a thing. Like, it was so fun seeing Cisco the be the richest a fucking, man on the yeah. planet. And seeing Kid Flash be like goofy. Yeah. yeah. And seeing like Joe West be down in dumps. Like, why did we run through all of that in one episode? Uh, we could have lived and grown with these characters for two or three episodes and then come okay, back. Okay, here's my here's my confliction with that. I I that's what I thought too. I was like, I thought we would get to explore this flashpoint world, see. The the problem was it wasn't really that different. And by the end of it, I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I kind of missed the gang already, like hmm. from last season. Now, here's what I think would have really worked. Had this Flashpoint universe been totally just dark, like everything's fucked up, except for the fact that Barry has his parents. Barry's happiness is the only good thing. Everything else is fucked up. Everyone's a mess because of what he did. 
I, 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 you could have done that for one episode, and then I would have bought. Okay, I got to turn this back because when Barry was started talking about turning it back, I was like, "Oh, really? You fucking, you already want to turn it back now? Uh, we just got here." Well, he was losing his memories. Yes, he was, and uh, that cage though, he had reverse flash in one of those cages that Zoom had, right? It was kind of yeah, how the similar. How yeah. the fuck did he get that cage there from where he was? That uh, you're thinking, you're thinking too hard. The one thing that did kind of hurt my brain, yeah. And overall, I'll just say that I actually really like this episode. Yeah. So I was very excited once at the end of this episode to see where Flash goes. And I wasn't all that excited to watch it prior. So this episode got me hyped again about okay. the Flash. Okay. Um, the one thing that was hurting my brain is, so he goes back in the past, saves his mom, right? Yeah. So when he gets back to the future, his mom is still alive, correct? Yes. His mom is alive, obviously. But what happened to the kid version of him? Shouldn't there be two Flashes walking around? Two Barry Allens? Because if he went back to the Wait, past, yeah. saved his mom, right? His kid self is still there in the past. Which grows up to be... Which grows up to be Barry Allen. Him. So then he runs back to the current present. That, at which point is he alive. is that kid right. grown up. So does, do they... Yeah, he's that kid grown up. So do they mish... Do they mishmash together I, I or shouldn't it, there be two flash mm, that, that was ooh. i was maybe i'm thinking about it too much but i was like shouldn't there be two barry allen's running around but, right it, now? It, but you're kind of right because even in that moment it gets there was another flash that they did a back to the future where a set of a reverse flash and flashes disappeared these guys took their place and then i always think about remember when the original time he came and he waves himself off yeah when the fuck did that happen or does that not yeah, happen yeah, yeah. anymore I don't know. So, that's what that's a thing. It's just building on that and I mean it's not it, it's doesn't detract from the plot too much yeah. because you just have to ignore it. Yeah. But when you really think about it, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Shouldn't there be another Barry Allen? So there should be multiple. I like I liked I liked the heavy like callback to like the pilot episode with the weather wizard, the I like tornadoes. That uh the CGI was a little bit questionable in the tornado, maybe. Yeah, whatever. You know what? It's, you get used, it's the flash. It's get the used flash. To it. But so here's my question. When he gets back, everything's sort of back to where it is, except he's just lost his dad. So it's right after that where Zoom kills his dad. But Iris and Joe are not on talking terms. Is this a third timeline that has branched off and not the original that's, that's where, he, looks like. where he was yeah. wanted to go back to? That's what it looks like. Huh. The other fucking awesome callback I liked is that the the captain, Captain Mendez, the black dude who's the captain, mm -hmm. he, that's Alex Desiree from Swingers, and he was in the 90s Flash. He was Barry's buddy. He was on Team Flash in the 90s uh, TV show. No kidding. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, so, I, you know what? I don't know. I feel like they wasted like the whole Flashpoint gimmick a little bit. It's just a well, name we'll only. I mean, we, we're just jumping. I mean, we're jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Something no, it, is not, it's still not all the way back the way it was. There's a lot more potential there that hopefully will be mined because you're right. If this is what we're getting, then they wasted the flashpoint. Thing. It just seems safe. Like I wish it was a little bit like a little darker alternate reality to where he's like, okay, this is fucked and I need to go back. But it was the, you know, Wally was dying and not healing. So something happened there. Uh, so that was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess I was expecting more. I didn't get it. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Okay. I, I was actually uh, very happy with this episode, other than the fact that they zoomed, <laughs> pun intended, yeah. uh, past this part of the, this earth. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was it. I was like, uh, it's done. God damn it. I would have loved to, like you said, hang out a little bit more, but we'll wait and see. There's 23 goddamn episodes. 23. It's all 23. Yeah. There's a lot of time. I I would say hold back on your thoughts of if Flashpoint's over. Right. Um, because it's way too early. I do like, I like where they set it up at the end and alchemy dude is like a huge rogues villain guy. Who is that guy? He is, uh, he's a rogues villain who uses something called the philosopher's stone, not the Harry Potter one. This is a different, it's the one that was like owned by Merlin, the magician. And basically Mm -hmm. he can change like one element into something else. Okay. But the mirror thing also made me think of, is he hanging out with a mirror master? And oh, would yeah. they both show up? Because it was just like writing in the mirror. But Alchemy is a longtime rogues villain. So I'm excited to see. Rogues villain? Uh, the flat rogues gallery. Flash's rogue. Oh. Yeah, he's like oh. part of the rogues. He's, he is? He's been considered part of the Flash's. And is he like a really powerful bad guy? He's, uh, I mean, he goes back to, let's look him up. He goes back to the golden, uh, silver age, golden age time. Dr. Alchemy? Yeah. There's been a bunch of guys who have had that name also. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Some fucking stone. All right. Yeah. Cool. Some stone. He changes things. <laughs> uh, whatever. He's an alchemist. He's a mystical alchemist, also known as Mister Element. So he's. I think he's like the big bad for the season, possibly. Okay. So. All right. I like what they set it up. And that was the other thing. Did did he wake up Edward Claris? He looks like he wakes up Edward Claris in yes. this timeline that Barry created by fucking with shit. Right. So like, yeah. is the rival still? contacting him. I just hope the main bad isn't a speedster. another speedster. Yeah. Ah, ah. All right. Look, it was, <laughs> it was <laughs> were you a sheep right ah, there? Ah, go boy. Go boy. <laughs> ah, ah, good show. Ah, the flash. Okay. Let's any final thoughts. That's it. I think we're good. Good. We're good. Okay. Moving on. Doc, 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 and all right, here's another spoiler uh, warning for you. Let's spoil some shit, Batman. <laughs> We're not going to spoil. What is that sound at the end? When it's brother, uh, that's called. What's that called? It's what's called a cartoon slide whistle. Slide whistle. Whoop. Yeah, you've uh, pulled the slide whistle. Of course, I don't have one. It was just a built-in sound in the, I think it was GarageBand. But it's your uh-huh. your classic cartoon. <laughs> Blink. Yeah. It, it just, it Blink. just sets that thing off. Yeah. It's just a little, it's a little sprinkle of salt and pepper on uh, the audio clip. It's how I like that. How I roll. Nerd. Motherfuckers. Look, I literally just got done watching Arrow, by okay, the way. Okay. Arrow season premiere episode, season five, episode one, titled Legacy. And in a surprising turn of events, Anthony, I really like this episode better than the Flash episode. Oh, shit. yes. Because I was not, again, expectations from last season. Low. Yes. And uh, I think it came back really strong. We got a lot, a lot of shit, new characters, a lot of resolution, really good action. Uh, yeah. Some fucking uh, dark shit happening, killing. And even the flashbacks were kind of interesting. Yeah. All right. You saw it I, fresh. What do you think overall? I don't, I don't disagree with anything you said. I would say, I think I liked flash a little more. Okay. But this air episode of arrow really worked for me. Cause Things kind of just made sense. Yes, for the like first time said, in a long time. Yeah, things made sense. It was appropriately dark. Yes. I like that Ali's killing again. Dude, with guns. He fucking with shot guns? a dude with guns. I was oh, like, shit. oh my God. Oliver just he's like, fuck it. Bam, bam. Take him down. Good for I mean, you. It, what's that guy's name? Uh, Tobias, Tobias Church, Church beating someone's face in. Oh. Like, I like that. I, the show was appropriately. It felt like Arrow. Yes. It felt like. Yes. 
There was none of this magic bullshit. There was none of this Ra's al Ghul, League of Shadows, people coming back from the dead bullshit. It was people None of this wild guns. shooting that doesn't hit anyone. Shit yeah. that doesn't make sense. It was people with guns, fucking gangsters, fucking corrupt police, and Ali killing people. And that's fucking Arrow. Oh. And even like you said, the, the flashback, the Russian thing was fucking really intriguing because we we know Anatoly. Yep. We've met it's Anatoly the, It's KGB's, dude. KGB is it? It's is Anatoly. He yeah, he becomes KGB's Anatoly Kinyazov. Same character from BVS. I, and I really enjoy uh, the Bratva stuff. So I, the, everything worked. That, it, yeah. it, immediately, everything was just. It felt like arrogant, and I like the fact that there's like it feels like Arrow, but it, there's a little bit of a twist because there's going to be new teammates, and uh, there's all these spinoff. Uh, vigilantes that eventually will join Ali's team and that and that that changes things up a bit. I like I mean this. it's like a return to form like the in the beginning when it was just Ali and the list and uh well, it's a Felicity. return to form, but it's like like you said, a return to form like where he was alone. Mm-hmm. But then also similar in that he was recruiting members that became Team Arrow. It's a now it's different players that he's recruiting. Yeah. And uh the and they're and they're vigilantes inspired by the Green Arrow. And it makes sense why he would recruit these team yeah. this team is because he's the fucking mayor and he needs to be doing mayoral. I shit. love that how he can kind of like Tobias Church's character, he can kind of, he has to fight him on two fronts. He's gonna have to fight the crime as mayor and then literally fight the crime as the Green Arrow. That's exciting. Let's talk about fucking Chad Coleman as Tobias Church. Wow. What a fucking charismatic bad guy uh, out of nowhere. No powers. I love how, you know, he's been on. He was Tyrese in The Walking Dead. I love how he's kind of was channeling Negan with a baseball bat uh, being just terrifying. I loved him. I love that he's going to be the big bad, how he's taken over the crime families in the city. I don't know if he's going to be the big bad towards the end. We saw some other guy. But what worked for me about Tobias Harris as, or what's his name? Uh, Chad Coleman. Chad Coleman as Tobias Church yes. is that the last two villains that we got that were like the big bads. And again, I don't think Tobias Church is a big bad, but last season when it was Damian Dark, his performance was just a little too over the top yeah, for me. Yeah. A little too cheesy. Yeah. And then Raz Al Ghul before that, that guy was just kind of boring. Yeah, this guy feels appropriate within this universe. He feels like he's taking it seriously, but he's not over the top. He just feels like a fucking guy that you don't want to mess with. And he's not. He doesn't waste fucking time. He's like shotgun through the chest of a crime lord. Yes, and he's like, look, you need somebody on the outside. I see how things are. I'm gonna. I'll get this done. He's got the drawing of uh, the arrow. He does not waste uh, time. It's awesome. Very Diamondback esque. Yes, yes. He's yeah. for the eventual Luke Cage review. Yeah, and I love, I love all his awesome arrows, dude. The, the let's talk about the action scenes. They were, oh, they yeah. were really good. They were really brutal. Like even the the first one where he's fighting anarchy, that was well done. The exploding arrow to church, and then parachute arrow. I was like, parachute oh arrow. fucking, I love parachute arrow. That whole last uh, action scene, I love. I thought it was great. I think they, yeah, I, I think this one, they really did a good job. It looks like they had a lot of time to choreograph this stuff. Yeah. It's not just dance choreography. It, it was actually felt like action scenes that were creative and felt Organic. within this universe, yeah. but also like a little bit on the comic booky side in terms of like an arrow that has a parachute with it. But, but it kind of works. Like it you works. would have yeah, these fucking works. crazy arrows. I even love at the beginning when we first meet wild dog and he's like, you're going to want to elevate that. He goes, elevate yeah. what? And it just turns around and shoots him in the fucking knee with an arrow. It's great. And normally I don't like when heroes quit because you're just inevitably waiting for them to come back. But 
I actually understand why Thea doesn't want to be a vigilante. It makes anymore. so much sense. It makes so much fucking sense. She doesn't want to fucking kill anymore. Well, she doesn't. She was becoming her normal self again. Yeah, she's like, I, I, I feel normal, and I don't want to lose that. And she sees him kill, and she's like, Ah, dude, I am not down with the killing. I don't care. But look at what he's like. Malcolm Merlin was right. He's really taking Malcolm's advice that he, you don't take it too far. People get killed. And now he's like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to take it farther. I'm digging, I'm digging Killer Ollie back. Fucking kill, yes, honest. Killer. Uh, the list, we got to see the list in the in the flashbacks list again. Yeah. So I think, I wonder if that guy, he's in Russia to kill that dude Kovar. Maybe he's like the first name on the list. Is either that or he, I think he owes a favor to the to the Russian girl that he was uh, with in the last. Oh, flashback that's right. And fucking year. Russian Fight Club was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. I liked all that. I like his initiation into. Bratva. Or, well, it's not even initiation. Not it's, yet. You get through this and you can begin initiation. <laughs> and you can begin the process to be exact uh, accepted. Uh, the Russians don't fuck around, man. You want in? No, don't fuck with the Russians. Uh, okay, how about Laurel's last words to Oliver? Oh, yeah. I even think that made sense. Recruit another canary. She says, I don't want to be the last canary. I want to feel like my legacy is with you, fighting next to you. I was kind of surprised that was what she said, but I kind of love that. Another reason for him to, with the whole Russian proverb moving forward, you know, any shark, the shark doesn't swim, drowns. That's Laurel telling him to move forward. I don't know how she would be with the killing, but it <laughs> doesn't matter now. Doesn't matter now. She's fucking dead. Like he did say, had I killed Damien Dark, I had all those chances to kill Damien. Had I killed him, she may still be alive. You know, so he's starting to see the ramifications of his no killing rule. I say, don't go back to the no killing rule. No, don't go back <laughs> to the no killing. They're better. It's awesome. And so by the end, yeah. you know, Wild Dog's in. Curtis is like, look, I got beat up. I want fucking in now. <laughs> I don't know why he would let Curtis in. Well, he's going to have to train him a little bit. He's going to have to train Curtis a but lot. That's a, yeah, he's going to be. But he ends up being Mr. Terrific. He does. So, you know, he's going to have gadgets and shit, but he would be like your weakest guy on the team at this point. Uh, the way yeah, well, he is. But he's an Olympian on the show also. So the potential is there. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. How about. I thought the Diggle cameo was interesting. I was looking at that map. It's a map of Serbia, uh, Serbia, Croatia. Yeah. So it looked like he was on a military base. He's in fatigues. And and he also says, yeah, this is a good idea. He also says, I'm having the worst case of deja vu ever. At which point I was like, look, I read somewhere. They mentioned that Diggle would maybe be the one guy affected by Flashpoint. Why is that? Somebody said they said that. One of the Who's one of the producers. Uh, why would that? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Why would he be the only guy that's affected by it? Is it possible that there is no? He has no wife and daughter, and now it's a clean slate Diggle that can come back fresh. I don't know. I, why, it makes my head hurt. I know, but he said he look. He goes deja vu. It's fishy. Why is he over there? I don't know. And then lastly, Felicity's man, Felicity's new man. I love that they're not a thing. I love that it, that dynamic is back to like her running the thing in the computer and him out there, and they're not a thing. I agree. But it's that dude, uh, he was the detective Malone who, uh, if he looks a lot like John Ritter from Three's Company, it's because it's his son, Tyler Ritter. I was like, that guy looks like John Ritter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really have much of a comment on it because I don't really know Tyler Ritter's character yet on the show. I mean, I think the one interesting thing is that it wasn't one of the good cops. And I don't think it's like, you know, the good cops that Lance had kind of told him these four guys are good. Yeah. I don't know if he's a bad cop. Maybe he's a bad cop. Maybe he is the guy at the end uh, of the show, Prometheus, the dark Zumero guy who kills a cop. That I think this is going to be. I think they're taking a page out of Flash and they're going to run a zoom on us. 
in the sense that we're not going to know who this is and they're going to give us red herrings as to who it is. It could be somebody we know. Allegedly, Oliver has a head in creating him from what I read. So I kind of like that, that they're, they got church being just like a badass gangster. And then they got this little mystery guy. Maybe it's the Russian that Ali's supposed to kill right? in Russia yeah. back five years ago. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be a nice way to tie it together. And then how does he, will he get back to the island? It's, he's got to get back to the island, right? By the end of this yeah, year. Dude, we got 23 episodes for him to get back <laughs> to the good island. Point. So good Take point. your time. You, you were, we were just complaining about the flash <laughs> running through things. And now you want him back like, to the quicker, island. Get to the island. No, I, I fucking, I, I was surprised, dude. I love this episode. I was really surprised by, uh, the start. I was too. Start. I was too. I was surprised that I actually enjoyed this. I was happy that it felt like Arrow again. Hopefully they can continue this. Absolutely. That's the best thing. It felt like Arrow again. So just keep it on track, Berlanti. I think Berlanti wrote that episode or directed it. I saw his name uh, in one of the later credits. So I was like, cool. Okay. So next week, Supergirl comes back and uh, Legends of Tamari. For, for our guests that haven't been paying attention we won't be doing these weekly reviews of every episode every week. We might hit upon an episode here or there that we thought Something was interesting. Crazy happens, so yeah, yeah, just the premieres. Yeah. Just the premieres. So don't expect this every week because if you did expect this every week, we would have no lives and this show would be five hours. I, you know, I was thinking about it. It amounts, it would have been, we never did this many. It would be five to six, seven shows possibly. I was like, that's impossible every fucking week, but we'll hit it. Like we said, these are the premieres. Uh, mid-season, and then at the end. Uh, and then we'll talk about it here and there. Random TV musings, like what we're going to do now, Anthony, I have a couple of random television musings from the week also. Before you get into your random musings, yeah, what do you got? did you watch S.H.I.E.L.D. at all? No, it wasn't on this week. They took a break. They took, oh, they took a week that's off. How, you know that's how even? fucking into it I am. In. Oh, I am in. <laughs> I'm in. I don't know. I, I, I didn't know that it didn't. I was going to watch it, too. I was, I was like, that's the next show I'm going to watch uh, this weekend. I just saved you 44 minutes. No, which is Thanks, why man. I'm, uh, you know, we, I wanted to talk about the second episode last week because they were taking a break and like the first two were kind of like a big premiere. Okay. Episode. So they've, oh, so what do you got? But it's funny that they've already taken a break. They came back with two shows and they're like, we're off next week. Okay, what I got, Fear the Walking Dead season finale uh, occurred this week. And all I got to say is this group is starting to be like Rick's group in that they fucking kill people wherever they go. And I wish the show was just about Nick. Okay. Great. You got something about Gotham. Yes, the wolf from The Walking Dead. Remember the wolf guy? The wolf? Oh, yeah, yeah. But the fucked up. Yeah, that creepy dude. He plays an amazingly creepy Mad Hatter on Gotham, Jervis Tetch. He's uh, huh. he's fucking creepy as shit. It was it was very entertaining. That's crazy because Mad Hatter in the comics is like a midget. I'm sorry, a little person. He's, he's a little person. Yeah, he's got the top hat. He's kind of like he he's like a mentalist uh, performer, and he's got a clock that ticks, and uh, he just mind controls people. He's able to mind control uh, a lot of people. So, and that's. That's a pretty powerful, it gets pretty violent, dude. He mind controls this guy to kill his wife, bury her body, then kill himself just so he has a house to stay in in Gotham. I was like, fuck, this fucking dark, dude. It's pretty dark. <laughs> uh, but he was really creepy. Uh, and finally, I saw Westworld. Yeah, on my, one of my uh, co-workers, this guy. Hey, let's shout out R Joe S. What's up? Joe S. Thanks for listening. His last name rhymes with Shoshvlinchek. Hey, Complint you know check. what? I'm going to say this. Just shout out to everybody na named Joe that's listening. We love you. We love Joe. We love you, Joe's. Love Joe's. Whole cup of you's good for in the morning, <laughs> too. Chow. No, there's been a lot of hype about Rust World just from fucking where I work. So what do you think? 
So I've never seen the original movie. It's based on a, a, a movie from the 73. It's based on a book from Michael Crichton okay. uh, about pretty much robots in like an amusement park. It was, it, it kind of, it really intrigued me. It's a 75 minute uh, first uh, episode. Fucking Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris, James Marsden, Evan Rachel Wood. Great cast. Uh, it's, it was a mashup of, Imagine like Groundhog Day slash Edge of Tomorrow meets The Matrix meets Blade Runner meets Total Recall meets Jurassic Park meets Deadwood. All that shit mushed together. Uh, very ambitious, crazy concepts. They they pretty much 3D print people and animals like they got a giant 3D printing machine. The visuals are were amazing. The, the, it's shot beautifully. Uh, it's really. It, Is it good? I want to know if it's good, Imran. I don't want to know if it looks fucking awesome. I want to know if it's good. I, I rather enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. intriguing. It hooked me. I'm in for the ride. I, the, some of the complaints I've heard is that they're they're hitting the same kind of drama beats as the Game of Thrones. So like Game of Thrones people are like, ah, it's like the Game of Thrones drama. Here's the thing. I don't watch the Game of Thrones. So <laughs> to me, this is a much better, I'll take this sci-fi, uh, dra- the same drama over the fantasy Game of Thrones Drama. Nolan directed the pilot. Jonathan Nolan. Jonathan yes, Nolan. Jonathan yeah. Nolan heavily involved. J.J. Abrams produced. So it's like this amusement park where these guests go and they get to go to like a Western town that's filled with these hosts or these kind of robots that they program. They program like a hundred narratives running throughout the town and the guests can like, uh, they can drink, they can gamble, they can fuck whoever they want, they can kill whoever they want, they can't be killed. It's like the ultimate uh, fantasy role play amusement park. But things go wrong. Some of the robots have glitches. The day go, re, lives, the characters, you meet the characters who are the hosts who live in the park, who don't, they don't know that they're not real people. They just keep reliving the same day over and over again. Different visitors come in and out. Storylines change. Uh, it's And then there's Ed Harris playing this. How are you picking all this up after one episode? It, are you reading things? No, it was, uh, it was fucking deep, dude. This episode is right. fucking deep. I may have read a review here or there, but it, it did clear <laughs> a lot of things up. And then Ed Harris is like this, uh, this one uh, black, uh, he's all dressed in black and he's just fucking with everyone. I'm not really sure what his deal is. It was intriguing enough for me to uh, keep watching. That's for sure. Well, maybe this is HBO's next uh Huge hit. I mean, they had. They need a, They've got. They've got Game of Thrones. They had uh, Night of over the summer. And Game of Thrones this is, is off season, one. and uh, they uh, they take big breaks, you know, because it takes time. I mean, and, HBO's known for producing some quality shit, so maybe this is the next big thing. Even like the opening intro is uh, is very cool, very well done. Uh, I, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta try to catch it. I'm try try. watching it. I don't know if if it will be for you, but I I was like I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is interesting. Whoa, what's this? Okay, it was fun. Okay, yeah. I will uh, like uh, Stranger Things. Was it Stranger, Stranger Things? Things? You gotta watch. That's awesome. <laughs> like Stranger <laughs> Thing, it'll be on my fucking list of things to watch one day. Yeah, I forget. Just like my Game of Thrones, that I'll eventually probably never yeah, watch. Game of Thrones is on that list too. <laughs> That's gonna take. I gotta wait till... along with Breaking Bad for me oh, too. Oh boy, so. there's so there's there's so much stuff coming up too, dude. There's so many things I want to watch. It's crazy. Okay, last segment here. I posted it in our Facebook group at uh, jockandnerd.com slash community. Hey, leave us some uh, spoiler-free reactions to Luke Cage. We'll read them on the show. So now I got to read them on the show. We got a couple of things. Let me read this one. Okay, let me, let me give these. a spoiler. <laughs> it's spoiler-free, but this is just talking about like the first episode. Or, yeah, a few. Um, so this one's from Daniel Nosker, who has his own podcast. Street podcast. Yeah. We got to get him on the show, Imran. Absolutely. 
<laughs> He's playing okay, so our just, promo, by the way, which is nice. Thank oh, you, nice. Daniel, and his buddy, uh, Joe. I forgot his buddy's name. <laughs> Good job. Good job, Emron. Undercover asshole. Undercover asshole. Okay, so I just got done with the first episode and really enjoyed it. I really like the character Pops and the relationship Luke and him have. It's also really cool that they mention the other guy down the street, parentheses Daredevil. There's a part where Luke is walking down the street and there's this kid selling raw footage on DVD of the Avengers when the attack on New York happened, which I thought was really cool. Some really good liners, great music. I can already tell the villain and the situation that is building up in Harlem is going to be great. Also thought it was a nice touch how there was a mention of Justin Hammer still being around. Dot, 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 smiley face. I'll leave you with this line. Quotation marks. Your jacket is a little small. Well, so is your dress. Quotation mark. Yeah, he had a tiny jacket on that first episode. That, now, keep in mind, this is Daniel Noska writing this after one episode. Yeah. Okay, Jordan Radford. It's so good. It looks like there was an emoji there. Hand clap. Applause. Hand clap. Okay, on episode four. All right, now we'll get into the negative reviews. Not at all surprising that these guys yeah. are uh, negative on this and then positive on something that's terrible. Um, Kevin Halden, in all, all honesty, I'm struggling with it. With its episode one is like a test of endurance. <laughs> Kevin Halden from 365 Flicks podcast, one half of a uh, podcast. Another guy that's from that Another show, Chris half. Richardson, who I actually kind of like. Uh, I gave up after three episodes and put season one of Daredevil back on. It's not great okay, at all. Okay, to that. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Listen. And don't call me Shirley. First of all, there's a reason we call these guys our podcast doppelgangers. Because we literally have direct opposite tastes, but that's what's so fun about uh, interacting with them. We love them. But Chris Richardson, Kevin, I understand. Chris, the end of episode three, and you didn't want to see what, like, it ends amazing. Dude, we'll get into our thoughts yes, later. Yes, I'm surprised at that one. <laughs> George of the Pies had a nice, another nice little uh, shout out to us. Uh, watching Luke Cage is making me miss Jock and Nerdcast even more. I miss talking to oh, you guys. The old Blab days when we would hang out with her every week. Yeah, those were that the days. That was fun. So let's, uh, I don't even know. I don't want to, I want, I can't wait to do our review, but let's just yeah. give our, uh, let's talk about what do you want? How do we talk about this? I'll just say, now you can wait for the review. I'll say I liked Luke Cage overall. But of the four Netflix series, this one was my least favorite. Okay, interesting. I see it a little bit differently in the sense that this and Jessica Jones is kind of a different than the Daredevil series, which I love. I love all of them. This one, though, hit me in the special feels for a certain reason. And the reason is the fucking music, the atmosphere of it. Look, I grew up, my thing of growing up, I was... In to old school hip hop, Spike Lee movies. Like I like how I went one sentence and Imran's gonna go on a soliloquy <laughs> in the fucking review. It just brought me back to like Juice, Boys in the Hoods, awesome Spike Lee movies. That uh and just combining two things I love, hip hop and comic books. I just it was very special to me. Uh now it wasn't without that. its flaws, of course. But in the sense that this is like Jessica Jones, especially the show, dealing with actual real world shit that's going on right now. And, and and just making it so relevant, I thought it was amazing. I'll just add that although it does deal with real world shit, I think the execution of it dealing with real world shit is a little over, uh, it's not over the top. It's a little, um, it's not subtle. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's, too it's, it seems like it's almost forced. Hitting it so, over your head over and over again. Yeah. 
Yeah. I can see that. So we'll, I can see we'll, that. Uh, we'll get into our review, though. I don't want to no, talk no. about it anymore. I have, uh, yeah, I have so many thoughts, so many things. Love the music. Well, I do want to share one little tidbit that uh, popped up today. I thought this was really interesting. Uh, showrunner Chio Hodari Koker had originally planned to convince Prince to cameo on the show. And in fact, his swear jar, pop swear jar, is inspired by Prince. He tweeted, the swear jar was for Prince. I was going to show him the first two episodes and convince him to play in episode 13. The reason he says that is that uh, Prince was notoriously, his Jehovah's Witness, did not like to swear. Prince had his own swear jar where he would charge $20, a fucking swear word. Uh, when you were around him, because he was a Whoa. devoted how much money Jehovah's would Witness. Oh fuck, this show we'd be broke. There aren't enough Patreon people in the world to fucking pay Prince for listening to our show. Uh, but he, can you imagine at the last episode, if fucking Prince was on stage as the musical performance? I would have lost my shit if yeah, they kept it a they secret. Got Method Man as a replacement. Uh, he was also well. That wasn't a that was that was a great little that was a great little nod to. Uh, method man, well, real world Imran, stuff. shut up and we'll, we'll talk yeah. about this later <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ you can't control yourself no it was great i i liked it but it would have been cool to see prince and i just i like that type of, that's where the swear jar came from okay look a couple more comments here we anthony i don't know if you know we got our first youtube troll comments oh shit. i didn't know about this until i looked at the show notes this is funny this is hilarious uh based on episode 130 uh, look, YouTube comments. I think everybody knows the most toxic comments on the face how, of the planet. How do you wait? One thirty. So it was the one we were talking about, um, like st- the Stan Lee movie, which is <laughs> yeah. But what's the what's the video aspect? There's of it? no this video. Is aware. This is how aware I am of what no, we uh, post. There's no video. It's a still uh, image of like the same thing I post on Facebook. The graphic with all the pictures. Oh. That's ju- so. It's just audio. So uh, Sean Dunn. We're going to read these out because I don't know what else you do with fucking troll comments. First, he says, no punctuation, by the way, just change your jocks, man. Disgusting. I'm not sure. No idea what I'm not sure about. what he's talking about. And then the second one, this is my favorite. We were talking about Stanley selling his movie rights to Fox and how it was going to be an action adventure movie and how like we didn't understand what the fuck that was. He writes, why insult Stanley? I'll find you all and I will kill you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Woohoo. I think we've made it, Anthony. I think when you have YouTube troll comments, you have officially made it. Terrific! Wowie zowie! What do you think? Come and get it, big Come boy. Come and get it. Sean Dunn. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope he hears this on the next YouTube. Uh, <laughs> then... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we insulted Stanley. Did no, we? No, we were just like I don't remember. It's been such a long time since we recorded that episode that I'm like, maybe we did. Who knows? I'll be honest. I don't remember anything on any episode we recorded once I put it out. I, I no, really, I, I could have said the most absurd, <laughs> racist, like shit that could get me fired. I have I, no I idea what it. we record on these shows week to week. I literally black out, record these episodes, black out, and then come back to, and There's I'm like, literally, oh, wait, I did a show. Two hundred plus hours of gibberish that I have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Or remember. Right. Anyways, finally, one last thing uh, tweeted us today from this podcast, BoobTube Buddies. At BoobTube Buddies, he writes, just subscribe, trying to download episodes of interesting podcasts before Hurricane Matthew hits us. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. First of all, dude, <laughs> stay safe. thank you for subscribing. Second of all, hunger down. Stay safe. We're pulling for you. Dude, have you seen any of the what Matthew is going to do? It's riding the coast of Florida up uh, instead of just going over and losing power this fucking hurricane matthew's already destroyed the bahamas it's gonna be riding up the coast of florida and the east coast on the atlantic just 
uh, I just hope everyone stays safe. All of our yeah, stay Florida East, Lower East Coast listeners. And check out BoobTube Buddies podcast and the Geek Street podcast and the 365 Flicks podcast. Even though we have opposite doppelganger tastes, that's fine. That's a matter. <laughs> hey, thanks for subscribing, BoobTube <laughs> Buddies. Enjoy the show while you're hunkered down. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I hope the guy, uh, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Yeah, I hope so. Fucking Hurricane Matthew. All right, well, listener, that's all we got for you this week. Thanks for hanging out. We also want to say uh, you can find us on a bunch of networks. We Be Geeks, a place to hang your cape, Tangent Bound Network, or on geekliferadio.com every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. And uh, we thank them for having us on the show and supporting the Jack and Nerd podcast. For sure. Along with all the fucking other networks run. Well, in terms like of place- Google and YouTube and yeah, iHeartRadio yeah. and I, yeah. uh, TuneIn and Player FM. Exactly. And, and uh, what's the other one? Stitcher? Everything, dude. We're on all everything. that shit. It's up SoundCloud. Fuck SoundCloud. Fuck SoundCloud. Just go to jockinthere.com for links to all that shit. Anything else? Uh, no. Just, you know, all right. you know, leave us a rating and review on iTunes and tell the friend, spread the geekery, join the Empire of Stupidity. Thank you for listening. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. Hey, we'll hear you next time. Go stroke a barbell. Bro, do you even podcast? Who cares? A jock said that. <laughs>